Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 185 of the talking the line podcast on this absolutely beautiful friday of bets also known as so you don't have to check your calendar for the first time here today December the 17th in the year 2021. Cannot thank you enough for stopping by today. I hope you're ready for the absolutely loaded show that always is the Friday episode of the TTL pod. But before we get on into that, please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the TTL pod on. If you are watching on YouTube, you might as well hit that notification bell over there as well so you never miss the start of a live show or any additional content dropping from the crew. But if you are watching on one of our social media platforms and you haven't hit that like button or follow button there already, make sure you do so so you never miss any of our social content. But for those of you who do like listening to the show, if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory and you haven't hit that subscribe button there already as well make sure you do so as we do release the audio of every episode after each live show is complete next item up on the docket you can be so kind you can find it in your heart to do so while you're watching today's show go ahead hit that like button too leave us a comment leave us a rating jump on over yonder in the live chat if you are watching live hey Maybe hit that share button too. Send it on over to your brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, friends, enemies, neighbors, people that live on the opposite side of the globe as you, but you would refer to as a good old-fashioned ticket cash and degenerate because that's what we are and what we do here at the TTL Pod. And when you do those things, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, certainly not least, before we get into all the nonsense today, please take a few moments to head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talking the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will locate the TalkingTheLine.com website, all of the TTL crew social platforms, and all of our additional content so you can consume all of that jazz in one convenient location, however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen and beautiful gambling people, joining us for episode number 185, I am your honored, humbled, Hyped and always handicapping host Colton Captain Colt Sroka and I can't thank you enough for choosing to stop by and hang out with me and my partner. Get some picks for Friday. Get some picks for your NFL Sunday, NFL Saturday this week too. We got plenty to talk about there. Dive into some rabbit holes. Get the usual laughs. A little bit of motivation. Overall encompassing good vibes here on episode number 185. Now 
Before we get into that episode, got one final task that I need to complete here in all of the formalities. You know the drill. You know how it gets down. Let's bring him on in, my friends. Joining me here on today's show, just as he does on every single episode of this Tear Talking the Line podcast, my friends, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and around this time of the year, we cannot ever forget the TTL's resident cheese head himself, Mr. Riley, Armax, Magnuson. Partner, how the hell are you doing over there today, pal? My man, I could not be doing any better. It is Friday. Despite everything that's going on, we've whoop, still whoop, got a hell whoop, of a whoop, sports weekend whoop, ahead whoop. of us. We've got a hell of a Friday show on tap. We've got a hell of a Friday of uh, sports action all throughout the day. Little did most people know, we got 11 a.m. to uh, probably about 11 p.m. action all day long. So I am absolutely juiced, my man. And We've got juiced. NFL picks coming along today. Juiced. Shit to talk about from last night. Shit to talk about tomorrow, NFL, and Sunday. So I can't wait. This is about uh, as good as it gets for me, my friend. You know what? I'm so juiced, and we have so much action going on today. You said it from about 11 o'clock all the way till about 11 p.m. tonight, 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I'm going to get something out of the way that we normally don't usually do first things first here because I'm so Uh-oh. doggone excited, and I want everybody to participate in it just in case they got to dip out early, whatever the case might be. Lift them up high, my friends. It's a beautiful Friday to be sipping on some Black Elixir of the Gods. So a little switch up to me, to you, partner, and to all you beautiful people joining us for this gorgeous Friday of Bets and episode number 185 of the pod. Take your sip, and then we will continue to get on with it. (laughs) I was going to see if you had a uh, body habit there as far as telling me to go ahead with my plays or not. No, no. No chance, my friend. No (laughs) chance. So... That all being said, the vibes have been set. You know what's coming on today's show. Partner, you look good. Did you get your ears lowered over there? What, yep, uh, exactly. what happened? Ah, yep. okay. Just ears lowered, make... just forehead raised, you know. Dope. For sure. I just wanted to make sure. Nine. I thought you were looking a little bit different than I saw you last yesterday. So uh, glad we're on the same page. Glad mm-hmm. all of our viewers know as well. Uh, speaking of yesterday, um, son of a bitch, not the best fucking day from the TTL crew. And. No. I offer you my sincerest apologies. Uh, We are a full transparency show. We're a couple of full transparency fellas. We uh, play all of our bets, and we're never going to hide them from you because we lose the sons of bitches too when they lose. Usually I joke around with this, but uh, yesterday was a big old fucking stinker. So without further ado, look behind the TTL crew. I'm a poet, and I didn't even know it for yesterday's best bets of the day from December the 16th, 2021. Yikes, that's a lot of L's. That's a lot of L's, partner. Okay, uh, I will stand to the floor first. No problem. No no okay. harm, no foul. I will take the shots. Uh, UMBC, minus three and a half. Shit the fucking bet. I thought they were going to do a lot better at home. I'm still not sold that UNCG is those guys yet, pal. Um, <laughs> how I envision it going is pretty much the exact way that game played out. I just envisioned UMBC getting the three to four to five point edge towards the last five, six minutes of the game and then hanging on to that. Ended up being the Spartans, and we walked out of there on some bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, the Chargers plus three, my friends. We had to go all the way to overtime, and as soon as the Kansas City Chiefs won that coin flip, my friends, I knew what was happening happening to my plus three. Overtime is where underdogs go to die in the NFL, and I knew my, my story had been set last night. So, 0 for 2 day for me, partner. I digress. What do you got to say for yourself? Uh, you know, similar stuff over here, my man. I mean, the under 
do I deserve to lose? I honestly don't know. As far as the goofy, you know, goal line stops, probably that should have been a, you know, an 80 point total. But at the same time, I was sitting at 27 points in the third quarter, in the middle of the third quarter, and thought I had an easy winner. Uh, mm-hmm. And that went busted. And then KD, with absolutely no supporting cast, just murders me all night long for 48 straight minutes. So. That one, uh, I'm a little more upset about that one because obviously, you know, sometimes when you have a fantastic, uh, you know, exciting football game like that, I can kind of eat that one on the chin. But as far as the Sixers not taking care of business against, you know, KD against, uh, you know, with a supporting cast of the likes of you and I, uh, that one's going to chat me a little bit and I'm going to be thinking about that one. But I'm taking a break, at least for today on the NBA, my friend. I don't blame you, my man, and uh, whoever the hell, well, I guess it's uh, Eric Bieniemy calling the uh, offensive plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, why ever in the hell we decided not to plunge old Patty Mahomes into the end zone when we were on the uh, one-yard line about 15 times yesterday and could have cashed that 35-1 to TNF, two-for-tutty parlay. When Herbert went in, I said, oh, easy money. The Chiefs are going to end up on the goal line again. They're just going to plunge him. Why are we lining up and shotgun from the one-yard line, partner? I can't understand it. I don't know how to deliberate it. I ain't no fucking NFL coach as I sit here in this chair and talk to you fine folks. But I'm just saying I'm not saying that's probably what I would have figured on doing. Yeah, at least once, man. There was a couple tries. And then there was the tease at the end of, I think it was the end of a regulation when they were driving to tie it. He had like a 30-yard run. Looked like he was wide open, open C, going to walk into the end zone. And then he has to duck out at the five. Just tease. Just a whole tease as far as Patrick Mahomes, dude. Okay, there you go. There you have it. Not a great day for the Moneyline Dice either. Oh, one and one. But I digress. I take it off the screen and I say it is time to have Minds of Goldfish and start Friday's show. What do you think about that, partner? That sounds fantastic to me, dude. Okay, good, sir, because I myself have two plays coming from the college basketball hardwood, one coming from the college football gridiron, actually starts at 11 o'clock. If you have been paying attention, you are not currently living under a rock. You know it is one of the first games to tip off the bowl season, uh, tip off a kickoff. What the hell? I'm in college basketball time. Sorry, kickoff the bowl season. It is Middle Tennessee versus Toledo, but you got to stick around for the second segment to find out what I'm taking. Partner also has two coming from the college basketball hardwood and that's it so five picks in total straight plays from us as always be who you can afford to be and play them for one unit we'll then dive into the third segment of the day special play of the day it is the friday faux pack parlay paying out at over 10 to 1 odds this week um it is hey did you just turn your heater on i apologize it just got loud as hell i apologize you're all good it's all good. Uh, I was off. just, I was, yeah, maybe. I was just wondering what that was. <laughs> it just totally caught me off guard. Uh, Friday four pack parlay paying out ten to one odds. Uh, it is starting to get a little chilly in the windy city though. Again here, partner. I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know why yeah. uh, it was warm as hell and then it's not warm as hell. But there I you go. There you have it. Off. No worries. Uh, no problem. No harm. No foul. Uh, we'll recap all the Friday's picks after that. Uh, we dish out the Friday four pack two. And then uh, we'll switch gears into Week 15 NFL slate. We got uh, our mags picks coming out, and then we'll uh, do my picks as well. Uh, then we'll recap all of that shit, and then uh, that's about it. We'll dive into the second half of the show. No money line dice roll here today, uh, obviously for the essence of time. And then uh, our mag sidebar, we'll dive into that. That'll obviously spark the usual crew banter, as it always seems to. And then uh, the always important TTL announcements. Checking the tabs here. Seems like everything's in good shape. Motivation minutes from your boy to close everything out. Outside of that, 
I think I covered it all. Partner, anything else uh, as far as the show goes here today that I did not cover? Any late-breaking news before we wrap it up and get into the first half of today's show? As far as breaking news, real quick, uh, Mm -hmm. not that we dive too deep in the NHL, but it looks like the old Winnipeg Jets head coach resigns in his ninth season with the franchise. So, there you go. I don't even know that I've uh, bet on the Winnipeg Jets yet so far this season. I don't think so. uh, Paul Maurice from the ninth season. Well, what do you know? That's a little weird right at the uh, beginning of the season there. But, hey, there you go. There you have it. Thanks for the late and breaking there, partner. Um, Outside of that, yeah, looks like, uh, oh, boy, things are happening for the Bills, too. We'll talk about it. Uh Uncle COVID's being a son of a bitch and a half right now. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out for Sunday's game uh, for the Bills. So another da-na-na-na-na-na-na. Um, yeah, there's plenty of stuff we got to talk about there because we'll get into our NFL picks, but I'm serious, guys. I said it on yesterday's show. Don't worry about waiting around till Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening till we really have a damn good, clear picture. I mean, obviously, if you're betting on the Saturday games, probably fucking get them hammered in today or tomorrow morning at the latest. But uh, we'll talk about it later on in the show. With old Uncle COVID, there's just way too many question marks. So without further ado, Cut all the drama, stop the nonsense, and quit the banter that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the TTL pod for the Stone Cold Locks, picks, insights, analysis, diving into a few rabbit holes along the way. But most importantly, running tickets to the pay window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time to get into the good old-fashioned ticket cashing with the first segment of the day, also known as RMAG's Best Bets of the Day. We seem to be ready to rock. Oh, yeah, that's much better, buddy. Oh, man, I couldn't even hear. Th- th- I couldn't hear myself think. I apologize. I, I was. I, it's all good. It's all because it, I don't know why. It's never been like that. Maybe it's just the gain or something on your mic. It's never been like that before. And I was just like, whoa, that's loud today. But hey, hey, hey. it's all good. We're in it's business. All- <laughs> You're in the ticker. So without further ado, my friend, I kindly ask you to let them rip, let them have it. And as always, partner, you have the floor. Alrighty, my friend. As you mentioned, I've got two college. Let me just uh, you know get adjust yourself. Get set. Seat. Hey, get set. Get good. We're gonna be here a while. <laughs> Pull up a chair, folks. Showtime. Alrighty. As far as first thing today, this one I actually had to uh, double check myself and did not realize how early this one is. This one is a little twelve thirty p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, so a little half past noon action for yours uh, Friday mm. afternoon. Mm. I am taking. Out of the Liberty and East Carolina game on a neutral floor over in Time Warner, Time Warner Cable Arena in Charlotte. That's a Taking mouthful. Taking the Liberty, Liberty Flames minus the three uh, at that neutral court, like I said. I think the records are a little deceiving. Straight up records, that is, partner, in this one. You've got uh, Eastern Carolina coming at 8-2 and two straight up. They've played the 346th toughest schedule. That is, uh, I'm blanking, is that 358 teams that are in college basketball? 368. 358, I believe. That's that what is I thought. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm blanking right now. But nonetheless, mm. uh, whether it's bottom 13 or bottom 23 out of 358 or 350 or 368, that's a brutally easy schedule. And I think Liberty, who has played a tougher schedule and only is six and four straight up, I think they're going to take care of business here tonight. Uh, ECU partner has not played since December 7th. We've been talking about it this week, the last couple of days. Mm. Uh, these teams that have been uh, right, right around 10 days off. Kind of come out with some court rust. It's not so much oh they they're not or it's not so much the uh, you know the well rested case. It's a little bit of that court rust, and I think we could see that here today. 
Biggest thing that I like in this one, partner, is the tempo. Liberty, 349th in tempo, extremely slow, and sometimes that's concerning, but in this case, I think it is actually an advantage for Libertyville, or Liberty, why did I say Libertyville? My bad. Yeah, we're close to Libertyville. Uh, that's where my brother teaches at, but nonetheless, hey, ECU, ECU, I mentioned eight and two straight up. Their two losses have come to teams outside of the top 200, let alone as slow as Liberty plays, and six of their eight wins have come against teams inside the top 130 in tempo, so they play well against these faster paced teams mm. uh and two of those other wins that they've had are both against old dominion so it's not uh it's only one team that's not a very good team as far as old dominion is concerned uh you know 188 in ken palm liberty is right around 130 i think libertyville again what am i doing here liberty <laughs> I, uh, hey, I don't know why I got my the, man out uh, the brain here. Sh- shout out the uh, Northwest suburbs. Uh, but Seriously. Yeah, go ahead, continue, sir. <laughs> but I don't have too much. There really isn't too many trends here. Uh, Liberty, uh, a good grief, dude. Liberty okay, maybe just stop trying to say it and let it just dish out. The, may, maybe the Flames, just, how about that? Yeah, oh, the flames, there you go. There you go. The flame, I don't know why I didn't do that the whole time. The Flames, I think they're just a much better team than ECU is. And honestly, any just about any team that they've actually played, aside from one of their two losses, ECU was Oklahoma. So I think this is... Is the second toughest team that EC that Liberty that EC oh my gosh dude I don't know I I just got too many teams in the brain I got high schools on the brains I don't know what's going on it's all right nonetheless I think Liberty is gonna smoke them they're one of the better uh like I said top 30 in the country as far as points per game that really comes into uh, that tempo factor ECU is actually one of their offensive strengths that they have is that they pour the ball in early. However, Liberty Liberty is actually top 10 in the country in points against in the first half. Uh, you know, still top 100 in the second half, uh, so nothing crazy. They, they take care of it better in the first half, but ECU is 288 in points per game in the second half in the entire mm. country. So we'll see what happens in that first half. I do think that defense of Liberty still takes care of it. Uh, but nonetheless, even if you find yourself with Liberty down at halftime, I think the defense is really going to dominate in the second half. And that ECU team that struggles in the second half is going to show up again. So whether Liberty is on top at half or down at half, I still like it a lot. Uh, if we see him down at half, I'll probably take a little live action on him as well. Might have him in a dog spot as well. So Nonetheless, give me Liberty minus three to kick off my day partner. Hey, this one didn't jump off the screen to me. Uh, I didn't find any particular value, but it does seem to me that the uh, the ECU Pirates not playing so well against uh, some tempo teams that go nice, slow, easy pace, grind it out like the Liberty Flames. They don't do so well. So I like where you're going there. I love when it comes down to tempo, one of the biggest things in college basketball. So first and foremost, our mags first best bet of the day, the Liberty Flames. Exactly what on the spread, sir? Uh, Minus three. Minus three. There you go. There you have it. My friend, keep it moving. Keep it grooving if you could be so kind with your second best bet of the day. All right, partner. This one coming out of teams that also both play extremely slow tempos. I am actually taking out of St. Mary's and San Diego State another neutral court. This one is in Arizona, however. I'm taking the San Diego State Aztecs plus the two and a half in this one. A uh, lot of money coming in on St. Mary's. However, I think with these extremely slow tempos and both play very, very strong defensively, I think it's going to be a really tight, gritty game, and I'm going to take the dog. If St. Mary's was a dog of two and a half, three points, I'd probably take them in this spot as well. I think it's going to be a really close game. I think it's a coin flip game, and I'm always going to take the team that's getting at least two and a half points or more. Nonetheless, I actually think they're going to get this one done outright, partner. I compare this game uh, for St. Mary's uh, uh, matchup-wise to that loss that they had to Wisconsin. 
Uh, San Diego State, tempo-wise, extremely slim, similar. Defensive rating, extremely similar. And actually, right now, they're 11th uh, ADE, adjusted defensive efficiency, and Wisconsin's 22nd. So they might actually be a little bit better defensively uh, while also playing that similar, really slow tempo that they can match with St. Mary's. Not going to be out of their comfort zone by any means. Uh, the other thing that I like in this one, partner, is St. Mary's 1-2 and two straight up uh, this season versus teams that are top 100 ADE. That one win, I complained about it. I think it was either yesterday or the day before. That one win was a two-point win against Utah State. Uh, which was an extremely lucky, lucky last second, two free throws with 0.9 seconds on the clock win. So I think they should be 0-3 straight up, first of all. But nonetheless, I think the San Diego State, State team has a fantastic rep recipe to beat St. Mary's. And if you don't believe me, look at last year, 74-49 to win for San Diego State. Not saying it's going to be that big of a blowout by any means, but I do think they get this one done by a handful of points. And nonetheless, like I said, I still am much more comfortable with the plus two and a half as opposed to the money line because I do think it is going to be a uh, tight game if Saint, if uh, you know San Diego State doesn't take it to them like they did last year. So give me San Diego State plus the two and a half, partner. I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. I love the Aztecs. They're one of my favorite basketball teams to uh, bet on. College basketball teams, not so much college football, but college basketball for sure. Uh, problem is, so is St. Mary's. Um, I was going to take St. Mary's actually today, admittedly, but I didn't feel like showing you down on this one because we're actually showing down in the NFL, and I feel much more confident there. Um, was a little bit surprised. You going back to the Fade the Gales uh, stove. I uh, will provide the aloe vera all over the top so you do yeah, not yeah, get yeah. burned, my friend. And we will all back you on the San Diego State University Aztecs plus two and a half for your second best bet of the day. Okay, my friends, there you go. There you have it. Told you he's got two. He's dissed them both out. Partner, anything else you have in regards to your best bets of the day? No, I don't. Uh, I don't enjoy the uh, you know the reminder as far as how cold I am fading uh, St. Mary's. I am 0 hey, three on the season it. when I bet against St. Mary's. So if hey, this you is a loss, it. hey, uh, if this is a loss, I will probably be the last time I fade them. Uh, but I do feel confident in this one. I don't think it's a similar situation. And I love the Aggies, man. I love them today. Me too. Got a hole in my face. My apologies. Right. I got a little. <laughs> I got a little 12.30, uh, half past noon action, and then the second one's at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I've got a little bit of a gap in between Ooh, Okay, Hopefully so you can fill that for me. You got some stuff going on uh, early. I got some stuff going on early. I actually think I can fill that gap for you. And for all of you, if you are taking uh, RMAG's best bets of the day, actually kicks off <laughs> at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. So but 27, about to be 26 short minutes from now. My friends, listen up. Lock in. Get ready to shift gears down to the second one of the day. We're going to burn a little bit more rubber with my best bets of the day. All right, my friends, here we go. Let me get my old notes situated over here to the side. Should be all good to rock and roll. I am going to start with that college football game uh, because I do think there is some damn good value there, my friend. So first things first. Going to the matchup between the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders and the Toledo Rockets. And my friends, we are taking the over. 49 and a half. I caught it 49 and a half. I saw us back up to 50 and a half in some spots. Um, okay with it if it even goes up to 51 and a half. This opened up at 53, quickly dropped down to 49 and a half, and it just screamed to me that the books were saying, Take me, take me, take me. You have to bet me as the under. This has to be the under. We'll keep dropping it for you and making it easier and easier and easier. And I just don't buy it. I actually kind of project this game around 35 to 21. And there's a couple of key reasons behind that. Number one, Middle Tennessee hasn't scored under 21 
but once in their last six games. You look at Toledo, they haven't scored under 34, but once in their last six games. Both teams can find the sacred side sacred side at will. Uh, Middle Tennessee averages 29.8 points per game. Toledo, 34.2. So I'm not worried about that whatsoever. And I actually went back and looked at the Bahamas Bulls. I said, okay, you know what? 49.5, 50.5, what are the previous trends? Well, hmm. Three and three at this number, but two of those overs did involve Middle Tennessee, and another one, one of them involved Middle Tennessee, and the other one involved Toledo. The Middle Tennessee game was a 45 to 31 game, so 76 sure seems like it clears that total today to me, and the Toledo game was 35 to 32, so 67 sure seems like it clears that total for me again today, too. I'm not saying it's going to fly up to 60 to 70, none of that nonsense. Like I said, I do project it 35 to 21, somewhere in the uh, 52 to 56 ballpark, somewhere in there. Um, but last time I checked, that gets us over 49 and a half and 50 and a half. I wouldn't take it much over 52 and a half, but outside of that, I love the over today. Uh, but if you don't believe me and my humble opinions, simply my friends, just believe the trends. The over is 4-1 in Toledo's last five games. It's also 9-3 in their last 12 Friday games. The over is 4-0 in Toledo's last four as a favorite. 5-2 their last seven neutral games and 9-4 their last 13 non-conference games. The over is 4-2 in Middle Tennessee's last four bowl games. 4-1 in their last five bowl games as an underdog. It is 4-1 their last five neutral games as an underdog. And 4-1, I cannot make this shit up, Middle Tennessee's last five Friday games. I don't think we're going to have to sweat it all too much. I think we're going to be seeing some scoring here real soon in but 24 short minutes. So I suggest you get it locked in for my first best bet of the day. Coming from the college football gridiron, kicking off bowl season, baby. I'm ready to go bowling with the middle tennessee blue raiders and the toledo rockets over 49 and a half comfortable to 52 and a half i do like a partner i like it quite a bit i think i might uh, do a little something on this with you as well you nailed just about every single math except that it's uh 34 minutes away uh from uh game time as well oops. but uh oops no sweat there as well but hey man Damn. i uh, you know i was interested in laying the points with toledo but i wouldn't be surprised if they get it like a 10 point win uh you know and fail to cover that 10 and a half 11 wherever you're seeing it but i do like that over man i because i think uh toledo <clears> this <throat> might look like a uh classic mac game although Middle tennessee isn't a mac team i think this could look like a you know, a basically a de facto Mac game. So how can so you too. not take the over with that going on, my friend? I love it. And I think it's the books begging you to take the under. So there you go. There you have it. My first best bet of the day. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit. This uh, going to the college basketball hardwood this time around. But um, this one's actually still early afternoon, about 3 o'clock. I do believe tip-off is. We're going to the matchup between the St. Bonaventure Bonnies and the Virginia Tech Hokies. And we're taking the Bonnies, plus two and a half, my friends. Um, raise your hand, please, if you have heard in any form or fashion or even looked at the Bonnies schedule recently and said, well, hell, the Bonnies can't cover shit. Why would I back them at such a low point total? They're not going to be good. That is exactly why this line is like this. It is a setup and a half for the Virginia Tech Hokies. I just lived through it myself when they played Dayton. Now, if this game was in Virginia Tech or at Virginia Tech, I would be all over the Hokies, but it is not. It is on a neutral court, and of course I have trends for that, but that is one of the big reasons why I think this game is a back-and-forth battle, one that potentially St. Bonaventure could win outright, but I will gladly take the two and a half. 
Virginia Tech is actually kind of struggling offensively. They've only scored 62 in one, uh, over 62 rather, in one of their last six games compared to St. Bonaventure that scored over 67 in all but one of their last 10 games. So Virginia Tech being a little overvalued here in my mind. They're only 2-4 and four ATS, their last six overall, so they really haven't been setting the world on fire by any means. And St. Bonaventure's actually been winning. They're still the solid team. They've just been incredibly overvalued by the books. They haven't been covering huge double-digit favorite spreads. I love them getting the plus 2.5 here. A couple of key reasons. Number one, turnovers. If anybody's going to cough up the rock, I think it's going to be the Hokies. 51st in offensive turnover percent for them, but 17th in offensive turnover percent for St. Bonaventure. You look at the uh, offensive side of the uh, ball for steal percentage as well. St. Bonaventure values their possessions, values the ball a little bit more. 73rd in offensive steal possession or percentage and Virginia Tech 136 in that same exact statistic. Everybody wants to talk about uh, Virginia Tech three ball too but I really don't think it's going to be a huge factor St. Bonaventure does pretty well at shutting it down so far on the year when it comes to their point distribution three points scored against them they rank 10th in the nation so pretty damn good getting pretty deep I know on that stat but they've been pretty solid against the three ball I also think that St. Bonaventure's height and experience is really going to allow them to uh, string this game out and really overcome once it comes down, because this game will be a sweaty game with the two and a half. I think it'll allow them to really have some success late in the game. They're 116th in height compared to Virginia Tech's 174, so a little bit higher, and also a little bit taller, rather, and then also they're a little bit more experienced. 21st in the nation compared to 110th for Virginia Tech, so in tight games like this, I love all these little things, but you know, there's one final thing I also love, partner. And that's the free throw line. St. Bonaventure, 79.1% from the charity stripe. That is 19th in free throw rank per Ken Palm. Virginia Tech, 71.7 from the stripe. 149th in free throw rate per Ken Palm. You don't believe me on all of that, on all the stats, on all my goofy opinions. Please, my friends, once again, just believe the trends. St. Bonaventure, 4-1-1 ATS last six following a straight-up loss. 4-1 ATS last five Friday games. And 12-4 ATS last 16 neutral court games. The Hokies are 0-4 ATS their last four neutral court games. 1-4 ATS last five as a neutral court favorite. And they are 1-5 against the number in their last six versus an A-10 opponent. Give me all of the St. Bonnies. St. Bonaventure Bonnies. The Bonnies, you know, the Bonnies, all of that in between plus two and a half for my second best bet of the day. I like it a lot, partner. I think I'm going to back you on this one. The biggest thing, uh, one of the bigger things that I like as far as why this line is where is that I think a lot of people are uh, picking off that recency or trying to use recency bias, which is misguided, I think, as far as that last loss to UConn. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just think this is a totally different, it is a totally different matchup. It's not, I think, it is absolutely a totally different matchup. And uh, I think mm-hmm. the Bonnies are going to have a lot more success today. So I'm backing you on this one as well, my friend. Absolutely. No reason for their line to drop when they didn't cover a plus four and drop down to plus two. It's a setup and a half for the hoax, my friends. Thank you, partner. I appreciate your feedback. Let's keep it moving. Keep it grooving. My third and final best bet of the day. Going to a matchup that I believe is well under the radar. And it's the one between the University of South Alabama Jaguars against the Tarleton State. Tarleton. Tarleton. Yeah, Tarleton State. Yeah, can't even freaking pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Texans. My friends, we are taking the Jaguars, USA, minus one. Now, you might have seen it uh, drop this morning. You might have seen it. Oh, my gosh, I saw it at minus two this morning. Cold, it's already down to minus one. That's reverse line movement. We have to hammer in Tarleton State. 
That's what the books want you to think, my friends. Uh, unfortunately, Tarleton, Tarleton State, I can't even, hey, it was like you with Libertyville. Tarleton State uh, has just not been those guys this year, my friends. They are 3-8 and eight straight up. Uh, four, three, and one against the number overall. They're three and one straight up at home. Oh man, here we go. They got a shot, but zero and one against the number at home. How the hell does that work? Oh, they have played absolute dog shit for opponents, and uh, that is something the University of South Alabama is not. They are nine and two straight up, six and one against the number overall this year. They are one and two straight up on the road, three and zero oh against the number. I think that home and road straight up split is why you are getting this number. There is one final key reason. It's how I'll close this too. But I think that's one of the key reasons why you're getting this number. And it is so wrong. I can't even tell you guys how far you should run in the opposite direction of Tarleton State. The uh, road games for um, uh, South Alabama, they played Jacksonville State. They won by 10 points as three and a half point dogs. And then Alabama and Wichita State. They covered all of the games, but those teams are not Tarleton State unless you don't watch college basketball in any capacity whatsoever. But if you don't believe me in my dumb opinions, just believe a couple of key stats here. USA is flat out better, my friends. They are 96 in affected effective field goal percent holy cow us today partner 78th in two point percentage 206 and three point percentage and 169th in opponent effective field goal percent i pulled those out because they are some of the key critical ones that we always look at and you just do a simple comparison to tarleton state 342nd in effective field goal percent 309th in two point percent 352nd in three point percent and 299th in opponent effective field goal percent they rank outside of the top 300 in almost all of those categories except opponent effective field goal percent and they're there by two spots for crying out loud and USA is inside the top 200 on all of those previous aforementioned stats I think it's also going to come down to tempo I think that the Jaguars are going to boat race the Texans they are 60th in the nation in tempo compared to Tarleton State that is 350th I also think the rebound department's going to be huge here today, too. Uh, USA 264th in offensive rebounding percent, 101st on the defensive side of things per Ken Palm. For Tarleton State, 300, uh, 323rd. Yeah, that is right. 323rd in offensive rebounding percent and 304th first in defensive rebounding percent. Goodness gracious. Uh, they aren't worth a damn outside of the top 300 there, too. Last but certainly not least, the Jags are just a much bigger, much more physical team. They rank 45th in height per Ken Palm and Tarleton State, once again, outside of the top 300, 337th. Now, my friends, you don't believe me. You think I'm crazy. You think that line movement is caca. Just believe the trends. USA 6-1 ATS, their last seven overall. 8-2 ATS, last 10 road games. And 4-1 ATS, last five as a favorite. Tarleton State is 1-5-1 ATS last 7 versus a team with a straight-up winning percent of greater than 600. And USA actually just won a matchup between these two teams back on the 14th as 6.5-point favorites. By the hook, granted, it was by 7 points, and it was in USA. But however... I think that's exactly what the books want you to play into. They want you to see that. They want you to see that this game is played at home for Tarleton State, and they've been so much better. They've taken care of business. They're perfect at home. They've only won or lost one game. You don't need to worry about it. They're going to take care of USA. But my friends, I said it at the top. The Tarleton State Texans are simply not those guys, pal. And you don't need to back them. You need to be all over the Jags with me. Do not get set up here today. Take the South Alabama Jags minus one to close out my card in my final best bet of the day.
I'm backing you on this one, partner. There is just this, Come on. and I guess Come on. I get it, but there is Come this, on. there's just a bizarre love fest with Tarleton State because, and I get, like I said, I guess I get it because they've covered these huge <clears throat> spread against some of the biggest names in the sport as far as Michigan, Gonzaga, and Kansas, but those are massive spreads, and this is yeah. not the same case here. It just isn't. You said it already. They're th- they've had, they have three straight-up wins. None of them are Division One opponents. I mean, it's even worse than it looks. Don't yeah. You know, like you, I love how you close it out as far as the books are setting you up to think that it's going to be a different story because they just played. I think USA could beat them by 15 this time around. I think they might, and I think the uh, books are setting all y'all up out there if you want to take Tarleton State. But uh, my partner confirmed it. Appreciate your feedback. He's on it with me. You should be too. Final play of the day, USA minus one. Okay, there goes. My best bets of the day. Time for the third segment of the day here, my friends. Get ready for a little extra juice to add to your Friday bet slip. Today's special play of the day, the Friday four-pack parlay. Three legs coming from the college basketball hardwood. One leg coming from the NHL ice. Wouldn't you know it's probably going to be this fucking team right here. (laughs) Who am I? What do I know? What I do know is that leg number one on the Friday four-pack parlay, partner, is the Richmond Spiders minus two going up against the NC State Wolfpack. This line stinks to high hell to me. People seem to not believe me. People seem to think that I have put away my mid-major king title. So, partner, could you please confirm for us why this line might be a setup? Seems a little goofy if you ask me. It is a little goofy, partner. I don't have a ton on this one, but you're giving an ACC opponent. Uh, let's see. It is uh, It is on a neutral floor, but it is in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a de facto home game for NC State. You're giving them two points uh, on a basically home court advantage. I think that's a I setup, my friends. And uh, you look be- you look back at both of these teams. We were kind of out on, maybe not out entirely on Richmond early in the year because they were losing some games. But when you look back and see what those teams are doing now, those actually aren't t- too bad losses, if you're Ooh. asking me. Six and four straight up. So, uh, And they're playing well uh, the last few games. They've got three straight wins against uh, three really solid mid-major teams, uh, beating them pretty handily in Wofford, UNI, and Toledo. And on the flip side, you... Uh, NC State started to actually play some competent opponents. They had a weaker non-conference schedule. Mm-hmm. Most recent game, obviously, against Purdue. That's a tough one. But a couple games before that, Louisville straight-up lost there. So I think uh, NC State, we're going to start to see them slip a little bit, have some regression. And Richmond, on the other hand, is going to start having some positive regression. It did move down to minus 1.5, uh, but just kind of honoring a lot of money, if you ask me, because it hasn't really flipped as far as how much money is coming in, about 80% of money coming in on NC State with 70% of bets. So mm. uh, I think they're just honoring that on a short line that uh, is going to make you think that NC State is still a side and they have even more money pour into that side, uh, but it's not going to be the case. So give us uh, the old Richmond Spiders on uh, – Partner, I know you're not uh, too much into this world, but uh, Spider-Man opening night as far as the movie theaters. Give us the damn Richmond Spiders on the four-pack, dude. For sure, man. Yeah, Spider-Man, Marvel <laughs> World. You know I love it. All right. Uh, as far as some key trends, Spiders, 11-4 and four ATS last 15 games following an ATS loss. I don't get down with the new Spider-Man, bro. It uh, lost me after one and two. Uh, Wolfpack, 
NC State, uh, they are 2-5 and five ATS, last seven versus a team with a winning straight-up record. See, this is why I don't get into it with you freaking Marvel nerds. 2-9 and nine ATS in their last 11 overall, and 0-4 ATS in their last four games following an ATS win. Give us Spiders once again, first leg on the Friday four-pack parlay. I might have just pissed off some people watching this here show. I don't care. Piss me I off. don't watch them. Second leg on <laughs> today's special play. Friday four-pack parlay. We're going to the matchup between the Villanova Wildcats and the Creighton Blue Jays. We're taking the Creighton Blue Jays plus six and a half. Uh, once again, kind of seems like a setup line if you ask me. Seems like uh, a little bit too easy for the Villanova Wildcats that are just a wagon, bro. They've been so good and they're actually struggling just a little bit. I mean, they're still the Wildcats, but I don't think they're going to absolutely destroy the Jays in any capacity. The Jays have been pretty damn sneaky, especially at home. Uh, I think this will be a damn good game. A couple of trends for me before I kick it over to you real quick, partner. Uh, Creighton 5-1 and one ATS last six Friday games. 9-4 uh, and four ATS last 13 home games versus a team with a winning road record. Villanova 3 Three and nine ATS last twelve road games overall, and two and five ATS last seven games. There's a team with a winning percent above six hundred. So, struggling against that top level uh, opponent there, and I think Creighton is kind of flying under the radar. I want to say they're flying under the radar, but a lot of people really aren't giving them that respect yet. And I see a boatload of money flying in on Villanova, and no real line movement here this morning. So, what say you about the second leg on the Friday four pack parlay? Yeah, really only thing I can add is that Nova's offense. I'm a big fan of Nova on the season. I think they'll be fantastic. I think they're a dark horse for the entire thing, but their mm-hmm. offense right now, 30, obviously Baylor's a fantastic, the best defensive team in the country, but held them down to 36 points in the game before that and extremely weak defense in Syracuse. They only put up 67, and you say, okay, well, they won that game by 14. They shot a record for three-pointers. I mentioned it last week. They should have scored 90 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that 67 is actually a uh, ugly mm-hmm. kind of outing against that Syracuse defense, if you ask me. So I'm uh, happy to fade a struggling offense tonight on the road, partner. Okay, my friend. Well, there you go. There you have it. Third leg on the Friday four-pack parlay. We're going to the matchup between the San Jose State Spartans and the Portland Pilots. And my friends, I didn't want to say it, but I think the fucking plane has crashed right into the side of the mountain. I think the Pilots are dead. I think it's over with. I think we need to stay away from them for the time being. So with that being said, a little bit of Fugazi line movement, a little bit of nonsense going on from an open about four and a half, down now to two, one and a half, almost flipping entirely for the Spartans. We caught it at two, but we're comfortable with wherever it goes as long as it doesn't get over like minus one and a half somewhere in that ballpark. If it does flip to them being a favorite, just take the money line. Uh, Portland... I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know what happened. This is not based off of them obviously playing a much better team in Oregon. But with this line movement, it just doesn't make sense. And like I said, I think the plane has crashed into the side of the mountain. Pilots are 3-10 and 10 ATS last 13 as a favorite. 2-10 and 10 ATS last 12 as a home favorite. They're solid as a dog, just not in this favorite spot. Whereas the Spartans, 5-2 uh, f- and two ATS last 7 following a straight-up win. So when they kind of get to rolling, they get to covering, especially as a dog. 4-1 and one ATS last 5 games overall in addition to that so I'm all over San Jose State I love the Spartans um they've been uh, able to take care of business in spots like this where people undervalue them and I think that's exactly what's happening partner anything else from you for the third leg on the Friday four-pack parlay no I, you nailed just about every part of it I think it's just positive regression for San Jose negative regression right now for uh, the Portland Pilots not uh, not trying to back the old Pilots crashing in the mountains once again partner 
I don't want to back him either. I heard you. I had my mic volume up loud enough. I'm trying to fucking turn around. I don't know if I can fucking do it without fucking shit up here. Oh, okay. I was there like, what is. the fuck are you There he fucking is. There he fucking is, the fourth leg oh, on. Captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain, the fourth and final leg on the Friday four-pack parlay. You guessed it, you sons of guns. We're taking the Chicago Blackhawks money line. Minus 140. Now. First thing that jumped off the page at me, partner, uh, the Nashville Preds have been on a, an absolute fucking heater. They are what we refer to in the business as a wagon right now. Six straight wins, have won eight out of their last ten, and they're the underdog in this matchup? Oh my gosh, we have to take that value at once, I swear, we have to. No, we will not, we will not do it for one moment. We are not homers, don't you dare call us, even though I do have Chief Hawk right on my chest. Outside of that... A uh, little bit other nonsense going on. Looked into the Blackhawks, and this is only the third time, and now their last 11 games, it'll be their 11th game, uh, that they've been favored. Once was a short line, about minus 118 it closed at, and they failed to uh, win that game. They lost 2 to nothing. And then, wouldn't you know it, they were minus 140 favorites in a similar spot against the Montreal Les Habitants, Canadians, you know my boys, um, Habitants won a little bit of a roll, and they came in to play the Hawks as minus 140 favorites. Wow, and the Hawks are at that same line again tonight. So we just did a little bit of simple math, a little deduction there, did a little bit of this, a little bit of that, stirred it all together, came to the conclusion that the Blackhawks' money line is the fourth and final leg on the Friday four-pack parlay. Partner, anything else from you? Predators look like they're getting ravaged by COVID, my friend. Ooh. That is another Damn big factor you, Uncle of it. COVID. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned everything that you mentioned, but you know, just a random person looking at this uh, this number sees, oh my gosh, Nashville seventeen and ten straight up compared to the Blackhawks ten and fifteen. Oh my gosh! Uh, but these Blackhawks, man, hey, we ain't homers, but uh, they ain't the dumpster fire that they started the season no. off. I'm not saying no. they're you know stand the cup contenders. I ain't saying that. No. Uh, but they're at least getting the uh, the train somewhat back on the tracks, if yes. you will. And then yes. they had a, I think that last game that they played on uh, what is today. Friday, 17th, so Wednesday, three goals in about 35 seconds. I think oh. that's going to be some nice momentum uh, builder uh, on that win against the Capitals, and I think we see a nice offensive performance tonight. You and I were interested in that over, but we said, hey, what if uh, the, the old Preds can't put it in the net because they don't have any offensive options? Mm -hmm. uh, so we're taking the damn Blackhawks minus a 140 on the old Friday four-pack, four my friends. Let's get it there. That's exactly how I was going to close it, partner, against the Washington Capitals, nonetheless, in their previous game. Let's go, Hawks! Come on, baby! All right, four legs one more time. Friday four-pack parlay. We will recap it here in just a moment. But the Richmond Spiders minus two. The Creighton Blue Jays plus six and a half. The San Jose State Spartans plus two. And the Chicago Blackhawks on the money line. You parlay all four of those bad boys up. You are getting over a 10 to 1 odds payout. Last time I checked, right around plus 1,072. Get it parlayed. Get it added to your Friday bet slip. And let's get that some beach straight to the pay window. Okay, my friends. If you missed anything, if you didn't get it uh, hammered into your brain the first time we went through it, don't worry because it's time to recap all of the TTL crew's best bets of the day. One Time for the one time, as per usual, to close out the week, my friends. Rip out your sports books, pull out your pens, pencils, and paper, or whatever method you enjoy utilizing to take account of the TTL Crew's best bets of the day because for this beautiful Friday of bets, they are about to be live on your screen 
right behind the TTL crew. So without further ado, take a gander. Little bit of a switch up. Here we go. In three, in two, in one. Kindly turn your attention all the way to the top left portion of your screen if you are watching live. If you're listening, that is our Mags picks. He's got two coming at you today right from the college basketball hardwood. Number one is the Liberty Flames, minus three, and the San Diego State University Aztecs, plus two and a half. Kindly turn your attention to the right top portion of your screen where you once again, if you are listening, is my picks of the day. Three coming at you, two from the hardwood in the college basketball variety, and one from from the gridiron in the college football variety. We're taking St. Bonaventure plus two and a half against the Virginia Tech Hokies, South Alabama Jaguars minus one against Tarleton State Texans, and the Toledo Rockets against the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders over 49 and a half, comfortable with it up to 52 and a half. One final time directly above us, the Friday four-pack parlay. Four legs on that bad boy to get you a little extra beer money for this beautiful weekend. Hammer in right here, right now for plus 1,072 odds. The Richmond Spiders minus two. The Creighton Blue Jays plus six and a half. The San Jose State Spartans plus two. And the Chicago Blackhawks you see live from the United Center on the money line. Now, my friends, it is time to lock and load, affix the bayonets, and get ready for today's battle with the books. But before we can do that, we need you. To lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you need to say. Just make sure you get today's TTL crew best bets of the day that are primed for ticket cashing into whatever the current best line is on you. Favorite sports book. I freaking love it, my man. Let's I go! Love I love, Let's I'm like in the Friday go! four pack, man. We need to get one to the window. Let's but, fucking uh, go! Just, just the name of it gives me, it feels like it gives me an extra excuse to crush, uh, you know, a four-pack of beers on my Friday evening. You know, who's to Crush say? a four-pack while you're watching a four-pack cash to the pay window, <laughs> and then by the time you finish that four-pack, you'll have enough money in the bankroll to go buy yourself another four-pack. Hey, bingo, hey, hey. bango, zingo, zango. I see a six-pick sweep from the TTL crew. The broom is out of the closet. I'm ready to rock and roll. The broom gifts are fired up for our social media later. So get ready. Get it locked in. We'll meet you at the pay window later. Get on your comfortable jogging shoes. Okay, there we go. There we have it. The TTL Cruise Best Bets of the Day for this beautiful Friday of action, uh, also known as December the 17th of 2021. Now, you know, a Friday show wouldn't be a Friday show here at the TTL Pod if we didn't dive into some upcoming NFL action as well. So, my friends, it's time to switch gears here just a little bit. Now, drop it into the fourth gear of the day, the fourth official segment, and burn a little bit more rubber with our mags. Week 15 NFL best bets of the weekend. Now, my friend, I know you got two to dish out. One, we are, you could say, agreeing on. Uh, one, I'll probably end up backing you with a little half unit there. The other one, we do oppose on. It is the return of a TTL showdown unlike any other in partner. I apologize, but I am about to bury you. I digress. Go right on ahead with your two best bets of the day. Any order you'd like to start, we can obviously line up, and then we can get down into the dirt. Let's start with the uh, uh, yeah. Let's start with the one we're lining up on, partner. For the most part, we're going to uh, tomorrow's action: uh, Patriots and Colts. Patriots on the road. I'm going money line, mm. partner. I am going Patriots in the dog spot on the money line. I'm taking two uh, and a half. 
He went in at two and a half. Despite the uh, so at certain points in the year, this is a spot where you might say, "Oh, that's a hot team in the Patriots." That's kind of a setup line. I think it's so much that that it's becoming a reverse trap for the Colts. A lot of money, the majority of money, is now coming in on the Colts, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's a mistake. I think that's the wrong side, as do you, partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the rushing game for the Colts, that is obviously their, their strength on offense, and. Not, uh, I don't want to say it's definitely not a weakness for the Patriots. It's not their most glaring strength by any means. But one thing that I really like is that in the uh, on the entire season, they are number ninth, uh, number nine in the league in opponents rushing first downs per game uh, gained on the ground. So I think that's really solid. I think when it matters, they do take care of. Uh, you know, stopping them on the ground to pick up those first downs. I think they're going to cause a lot of issues for Carson Wentz. Uh, this seems like a perfect spot where over the season we've backed Carson Wentz and the Colts, and then throughout mm. the game he throws a couple, at least two of those. Carson Wentz, what in the hell are you thinking? More like Have Carl you fo- Wentz. Yeah, have you ever played football mm-hmm. in your life? I think mm-hmm. I, I don't see any way we don't see that at least once, partner, against Bill Belichick in the way this defense is playing right now. I think so. Uh, the Colts are 15th in yards per completion on the season on offense, and the Patriots are actually 14th on the entire season uh, at 10.1, but the last three games, partner, 7.4 yards per completion. You say, oh, Riley, come on. That's, you're picking off on that Monday game against the Bills, and I say, actually, hang on a second. They were eight. Uh, the Bills were uh, 8.7, so higher than that average actually so that average is being carried by the two games before that uh that were played in a dome in atlanta and i believe against tennessee so that number is standing way out to me and that's what makes me think carson Wentz gonna have a rough day you actually have to go back to october partner to find a team that has scored more than 13 points take it away from me i don't have any trends i'm sure you do but that's all i got on this one give me oh i got me on the wrong side here patriots money line for my first one of the day go ahead Sounds like we're pretty much lining up uh, exact same thought for thought. I just like the two and a half, but I probably am going to take the money line too. Um, I'm not buying the Colts hype train. Coming off of a buy, oh, they should be good enough to at least win by a field goal at home. That's set up and a half to me, my friends. And I think that if this was at Gillette instead of Lucas Oil, the Patriots would be favored. This is Bill Belichick ticket uh, ticket cashing season, and I'm not going to fade the man. I don't care what you guys want to say. Speaking of that Colts hype train, four out of their last six wins, my friend, have come against Jacksonville, the New York Jets, and two times against the Houston Texans. Hmm, that's very interesting. And when they've actually played a team that, you mentioned it, is somewhat competent at stopping the rush. They don't need to be spectacular, but somewhat competent because Tennessee isn't spectacular at stopping the rush, but they have a good formula against them. Two times they played Tennessee. They only rushed for 83 and 87 yards against Seattle to open up the year, only 113 when Seattle actually had a good fucking defense at the beginning of the year. The Rams, 109 yards at the beginning of the year. All of these are losses, my friends, as well as Baltimore, 123, and Tampa Bay, 100 and seven now you say colt much like you just said to riley the new england patriots rushing their their rushing defense isn't going to be the greatest out there it's not the best one out there it's okay but they've come through when they needed to 99 yards last week against buffalo i think this is a typo i tried to look into some stuff because i looked at the players and they didn't have yards anywhere close to this it says 270 against tennessee but they won that game 36 to 13 so i don't know either way even if they do rushing yards a lot yeah yeah and it Hmm. just didn't make sense but i guess so they still won the game 36 to 13 so it was a little confusing it might have been a typo on the website i was using 40 against atlanta 99 against cleveland and 
78 against Carolina. All of those wins for New England. Uh, you mentioned it also, partner. Four sole Carl wins to beat them if that is the case, if they have the ability to uh, stop the rush, which we both believe they do. And that is not going to be good because I don't think that old Carl Wentz can handle this New England pass, ru- pass rush or has the gumption to beat the league's third best passing defense that is the New England Patriots. I already said it. It's Bill Belichick ticket cashing season. Your eyebrows are touching over there, partner, because I think you have found the exact same goofiness that I have. Is it 270 yards? It's not a typo, partner. They, I don't understand. Uh, scored 13 points, lost 30. It was close at halftime. I don't honestly. I'm like trying to kind of draw a blank on this game. I wasn't going to bring. Plan? I wasn't going to no. bring it to the show, but I was like, 207. They still won that fucking game, 36 to 13. I'm not going to hide that. Like even if something <laughs> happens, which I don't think that's going to happen, like they still took care of business. So. I said it at the top, this is Bill Belichick ticket cash in season. We do not bet against Bill and the boys in December and January. But if you don't believe me, just believe the trends. New England, 5-1 ATS on the road this year. They're being undervalued here, my friends. 4-1 ATS, last five as a road dog. 5-2 ATS, last seven week, 15 games. If I haven't said it twice already, I'll mention it a third time. It's Bill Belichick ticket cash in season, baby. New England, 4-1-1 ATS, last six Saturday games. I can't make this shit up, Mags. Also, Indiana. Indianapolis Colts. I'll just say the Colts. That felt a little weird. Three and seven ATS last ten home games. Two and five ATS last seven as a home favorite. And New England five and one ATS last six meetings with the Blue Horseshoe and sixteen three and one ATS last twenty meetings in Indiana. Oh, did I mention that Road Dogs are absolutely fucking killing it so far this year? They are seventy fifty one and one against the number on the twenty twenty one about to be twenty twenty two. Can't believe I just said that season. Give my partner, the New England Patriots, on the money line. Give me the plus two and a half for a full unit, but I will probably also sprinkle on the money line as well because I think it's fooey, much like him. We think you guys should too. Hammer it in. There you go. Partner's first best bet, my first best bet now. Actually, can I add one more thing as far as that <laughs> Titans game? No, yeah. no, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Because it's still inexplicable, and maybe that's something similar, but much like that game, that was a situation where at some point Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill was going to have to beat him. He was 11 for 21 with 93 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. I'm not saying once it's going to be that bad, but I think at some point, I think it's going to be if that the Colts bad. win this game, it's going to be from Carson Wentz, and I'm not betting on Carson Wentz against Bill Belichick, man. 150%, dude. I mean, I think he's going to be that bad. Like, I think you are going yeah. to see the real tried-and-true version of uh, <laughs> Mr. Carson Wentz. And if we do yeah. so vaguely remember the last time maybe that uh, Bill saw Carson Wentz, uh, you know, in his old Eagles team, he's, he might still have a little bit of a grudge against uh, the young man, even though he wasn't playing, even though it was sure. Nick Foles. He, yeah. he might have a little bit of grudge. Who knows? Who's to say? Who am I? Maybe. What do I know? But I ain't betting against Bill Belichick in December, I'll tell you that. Maybe he's thinking if you were playing, we would have kicked your ass. Maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Who knows? Yeah. He just needs yeah. him to feel the ass whooping he would have gotten a few yeah. years oh, there back. There you go. There you go. There like you that. go. There you go. So, all that being said, <laughs> justification, rationalization for you here today. Partner, I'm ready to go to the... <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> I'm ready to go to the dirt. If you are, you son of a bitch. You look at the wrong way, so dummy. <laughs> whatever fucking way I'm fucking looking, please, partner, be so kind... As to uh, let our fans out there know what matchup is uh, providing the TTL showdown this weekend. And uh, what side are you taking, my friend? 
All righty, so we are going to the Bengals and the Denver Broncos. And much like you said, partner, you got the Bengals to win this division. I'm not necessarily saying, because I obviously, I'm taking the Denver Broncos minus two and a half. And you say, oh, that means they probably won't win the AFC North. I'm not even saying that, partner. I think the entire division could lose out this entire weekend and we could be sitting at the same situation. Obviously, the Bengals get this one done. I think they're sitting in a good spot for you. But nonetheless, I'm taking the Denver Broncos minus the two and a half. Uh, I think these uh, defensive injuries for Cincinnati are looming a little too large for them. They've gotten their ass kicked on on the defensive side of the ball the last two weeks. Uh, The Bengals, 1-9 ATS last nine after allowing 250-plus pass yards uh, in their previous game. I think that continues here today. Broncos, or on Sunday, excuse me, the Broncos, ninth in the league in completion percentage. Cincinnati, 21st defensively. I think that's going to allow Teddy to move the ball well enough down the field to have some success today. And I, I got an interesting one for you here, partner. A little bit of a different spin than I usually have on you on this one. Broncos got some offensive momentum last week. You're going to laugh at first against the Detroit Lions, 38-10. to 10. Like I said, you might laugh at first, but That's on, the season, That's just like, on the season, on the season, you had the audacity that, to do that? Teams that cover against the Detroit Lions in their following game are 3-1 and one ATS and straight up. It is a get-right game for whoever is able to take care of business against the Detroit Lions. And I think that's what we got here in the Denver Broncos against a Cincinnati defense that is massively struggling. I see. I think we see that again today. Like I said, despite I think the Bengals losing, I think you still got some uh, positive action potentially coming down your way the last three weeks of the season with the Cincinnati Bengals, but not on Sunday. Give me the Broncos minus two and a half. It's going to be the last four weeks, my friends, and uh, I would ha- I have to respect the early line movement of it going to two and a half to three as a gambling man, as a uh, as a long term gambling man, or else I would be hammering in the money line here. But I don't want to get a bad beat this week, so I will be taking all of the points. I'm fine with two and a half as well. A couple of key reasons. Number one. If you bet with me last week, you know what we suffered through. The Cincinnati Bengals got fucking stiffed last week in overtime. Books don't set lines like that and allow teams to just uh, rake them over the coals. And uh, the public had the best entire week that it did last week. And I don't see it happening again. No way, no how, no problem, no harm, no foul are the books going to let the Cincinnati Bengals be set up again. They are going to be the set-up side. This line is short enough. Oh, it's in mile high. The Broncos are playing well enough after beating a pretty piss-poor Detroit Lions team to come in and whoop some ass. I don't think so, my friends. Number two, I simply cannot see Cincinnati losing three straight up and three ATS. Okay, maybe straight up. Maybe my plus 230 ticket ends up being dead. Maybe they do end up losing this game. But there ain't no way they're failing to cover three straight games. It just doesn't happen. This game is played on the gridiron, not on the stat sheet. This is gambling, baby. Things happen in this world. Number three. Did I miss something where all of a sudden uh, Denver is now becoming a juggernaut just because they got that win against Detroit Lions? I don't care about no 3-1 and ATS against whoever doggone team. It's probably the best teams in the freaking league, something that the Denver Broncos are not, my friend. I don't care about that win or that cover last week against the Detroit Lions. They didn't have half their damn team in the first place. The Denver Broncos are not those guys, pal, and I do not believe in Teddy Covers or Vic Fangio and the boys. But if you don't believe me, well, one final thing here. Honestly, when I watch the Denver Broncos, they remind me of the Chicago Bears. 
and you're betting on the Chicago Bears this week. No, give me a fucking break. What's your no, <laughs> no. You have to hold your breath on every <laughs> single. Break. I told you I was going to bury him. Every single offensive play, you have to hold your breath when the D- Denver Broncos have the ball, and that is simply not the case for the Cincinnati Bengals. They can rip the top off the, the defense with old Jamar Chase, with T. Higgins, with Tyler Boyd, whatever they need. Once Joe Mixon gets working and moving and grooving against this Denver team as well, I think it's going to be smooth sailing for the boys, baby. But you don't believe me. Just believe the trends. Oh, did I mention road dogs are 70, 51, and 1 ATS so far on the season? Hmm. What do you know about that? I can't remember nice. if I did or not. Denver's also 3, 8, and 1 ATS last 12 following a straight-up win of 14-plus. Let down spot, it becomes 3-2 and two ATS for that little cute uh, Detroit Lions stat you gave earlier. Denver also 1-4 and four ATS last five week, 15 games. Fangio ain't doing He's 1-5 ATS last six versus the AFC. And 1-5 straight up versus an AFC North opponent. Cincinnati, 4-1 ATS last five road games, 5-2 ATS last seven following a straight-up loss, 4-0 ATS the last four meetings in Denver, so the mile-high advantage means nothing to the Cincinnati Bengals and the dog in this matchup in the last 10 meetings is 8-2 against the number. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals, plus three, plus two and a half, and let's get it to the pay window if you guys know the right side to be on. It's over here with me. Speaking of you know, Bears or the Denver Broncos, give me a fucking break. Hey, Speaking of the Bears, 20th in Bears the NFL are... in points per game going up against the 7th in the NFL. That feels like a Bears versus Packers game if I've ever done it in my life. I can't I can't believe I'm saying it hey, like that, hey, but it's your how Bears it feels. Bears fell into my trend of teams that cover against the Lions and then take care of business in the next week. Got a straight-up win over the Raiders early in the season. Raiders uh, suck. I like the Broncos, man. Raiders suck. But honestly, um, as Raiders far as no this bangers. one is concerned, as far as a little like line reading, another one that I've been enjoying um, – Bengals at plus two and a half coming in at plus one oh five on the spread on DraftKings. Love it. Um you no love juice. that. Okay. Love Fair it. Fair enough. No juice. Okay. All right. <laughs> you can have it. Okay, partner. I'll put away the gloves if I'll put away the gloves if you put away the gloves. I will, because I do enjoy your next one and I'm still uh, undecided if I want it back yet, but I do like it, so go ahead. Okay, well we'll talk about it. Uh there you go. TTL Cruise showdown for the weekend wraps up our mag's best bets. Still love you, pal. Let's keep it moving. My best bets of the weekend. Okay, I already talked about the Pats plus two and a half. Probably going uh with you over there, partner, on the money line as well. A little sprinkle. Uh, obviously, you know where I'm going in the Bengals and Broncos game. Let's wrap it up. I only got one more play, but partner, say it with me, my friend. You know exactly where the fuck I'm going. Jags gone jag. And there is no fucking way on this earth, regardless of whatever clarity that that team has found because of firing Urban Meyer and now putting Daryl Bevel at the helm, please, Daryl Bevel has not done anything outside of a first quarter in an NFL game for the last decade. Do not feed me that line. There is no reason they need to be favored. They might win it by a point, by two. I don't want to piss off my main man, Zach Schultz. But, hey, it is a dumpster fire down in Doval, and I think it is only going to continue to enrage. A couple of key reasons as to why I'm taking the Houston Texans plus five against the Jacksonville Jaguars here today. Number one, are we forgetting that this is still a division game? This uh, may be the two worst fucking teams in the league, but it's still a division game. They still hate each other. And as a matter of fact, Houston owns the Jaguars year in and year out. But I'll stick a pin in that and we'll come back to that. Number two, are we forgetting once again that the Jags gone Jag? 
It's happened time and time again. We've seen it with this bet and money split. I've been on it time and time again, and I've got kicked square in the yones time and 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 time again. And I will not allow myself to be on that side once again. This week, I will be taking Houston because of a little something, something else here. I mentioned Daryl Bevel. Um, and I also mentioned hasn't done much good outside of a first quarter in the last decade in the NFL. And now granted, he might have won one game after the Matt Patricia tenure there in Detroit, but it was after a little while uh, once he got fired. It was not immediately. And I really am not buying into this whole clarity and nonsense and yada, yada, yada. Urban might have been a cancer. He might have been nonsense. But the guys were laughing him out of rooms. Like, they didn't take him seriously. So they were already doing their own fucking thing from the jump. Like, they did not care about him on the sidelines. So it's not like, oh, here we go. It's a massive turnaround. <laughs> oh, it, it, I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm just not following. Um, I just don't get it. I have no idea. But, you know, the NFL has gone bananas. I'm going to go bananas. I am going to back one of the worst teams with old Davey Longneck Mills at the helm of that team, and uh, I think he's going to get it done. Um, last but certainly not least, I really, 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 really think that uh, the Jags are focused on hitting the golf course and are pretty done with uh, this season. I really, maybe T-Law, maybe T-Law, because uh, he's going he's gonna to have a long-term yeah. career in Jacksonville yeah. and hopefully a long-term career in the NFL of fucking Urban and all this toxicity didn't break him. But outside of that, man, these boys are collecting a check. They got four more weeks of this bullshit, and then they're going to hit the links, and that's the way I see this in my mind. And, you know, I just don't think the old fighting Daves, old old Davis Mills and uh, Dave, I can't even think what the hell Dave is Cully. Dave Culley. And the old fighting Daves are going to still have a little something-something left going on down there. But you don't believe me to close out my NFL card, my friends. Believe the trends. The Jacksonville Jags are 2-7 and seven ATS their last nine home games. 2-8 and eight ATS last 10 as a favorite. Combine the two, they are 1-5 ATS their last six as a home favorite. They're also 0-4 ATS last four following a straight-up loss of 14-plus and 2-4 and ATS last six versus the AFC South. How about those Houston Texans? Well, I'm glad you asked because they're 4-2. and two, They're ATS their last six against the AFC South. 5-2 and two ATS last seven meetings with these Jaguars. 5-2 and two ATS last seven meetings in Jacksonville. So fooey to the home field advantage. And they're 5-1 and one straight up last six meetings in Jacksonville as well. You guys are insane if you are going to lay points with the Jacksonville Jaguars regardless of split, regardless of public dog regardless of anything you're out of your damn mind if you are taking and laying the doggone favorite points with the jacksonville jaguars i will not be and i suggest you do not as well for my final nfl best bet of the week probably add some especially for the shout out balcony bets parlay of the day always uh, on the twitter sunday mornings but i digress with the houston texans plus five I like a partner. Interesting movement all over the place because uh, I agree with you. It wouldn't shock me if the Jaguars got this one done by a field goal or less, but to Maybe. actually – and I, if, if you take it to the house and you win on it, good for you, but to actually have the confidence to lay more than a field goal of points with the Jacksonville Jaguars is asinine to me because no uh, you said it. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be uh, you know still focused, but – I think the de defense, uh, regardless of anything else, the wheels have fallen off, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, and I think that's going to continue here today. Three and a half. It's down to three and a half on DraftKings. Four and a half, five over on FanDuel, it looks like. So, uh, you know, I think there was some of that overreaction. Got people to, oh, my gosh, Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars. And then they were like, wait a second. I just bet on the Jaguars over more than wait. a field goal. 
Hmm. And uh, now they dropped it back down. So I, I would be good with this one personally. I don't know about you if I was taking this three and a half or uh, I probably wouldn't go three. Maybe you would. Would you go down to three? I would. Yeah, I would. Okay. I, 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 Mags, I think the Texans win this game outright. I think, I think the Texans so too, win this man. game They smoked outright. him in the mouth the first yeah, time yeah, around, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I guess it's, it's, it was Tyron, but still, Davey Mills. I, I don't Davey give a Mills, shit. Davey, Davey Mills is decent, boy. Don't fucking day. Don't hate on Davey. Don't hate on Davey. Come on. No, I, I honestly well, think, no, like, give me the points, but I think they win it. Last thing, and we can get going. Uh, box score game last week for the Texans, 13-33. to You and I were watching that one pretty closely. It was yeah. a lot closer than that, as we had uh, some action that score on tells us. Yeah, yeah, we had some action on it for sure, so... Like how you close that, my man. There you go. There you have it. My best bets of the Week 15 NFL season. Okay. In case you missed any of them, let's recap all of uh, Sunday's best bets. Well, Saturday and Sunday. Rip out your sports books one more time, my friends, or maybe your uh, writing material so you can just take stock of our best bets and hammer them um, in in case any late uh, breaking news comes out. I am pretty confident, though, that all of our plays, none of that is going to happen. So turn your attention behind us for the final time today. The TTL Crew's best bets of the day for NFL Sunday. Right above us, our mags picks. He is saying fooey to the points. I am taking all of the plus money poly action. Give me the Patriots on the money line tomorrow against the Indianapolis Colts. He's also showing me down. He said, partner, I don't give a damn. I think you are full of shit. And I said, okay, that's fine. Do what you got to do. He's hammering in the Denver Broncos minus two and a half. You'll see me hammering in the Cincinnati Bengals plus three. Okay with plus two and a half as well. Just caught it on a little bit of a goofy movement. No problem. No harm no foul i said partner you're full of shit on your side i'm getting it to the pay window so you be the judge what side is getting into the window you know it's a ttl showdown i also have two plays coming at you in addition to that i'm taking the pats plus two and a half so kind of lining up with my partner but i like the two and a half point backing probably going to sprinkle on the money line as well and then i just absolutely cannot see the jaguars lane any more than two and a half regardless of location so i caught the houston texans a plus five be sure to do your line shopping because it is down to three and a half in some locations there you go there you have them lock them in hammer them home sprinkle a little bit of cheddar cheese down whatever you need to say just make sure you get this weekend's ttl crew best bets of the nfl sunday in it whatever the current best line is on your favorite sports book all righty how about that? Let's go. Let's go. Okay, bring you back in the picture <laughs> with me here, Padna. Okay. Uh, quick reminder, as per usual, if uh, you missed any best bets, you missed anything in between, uh, you can get all of our picks on a couple of or at, on a couple of different places. Number one, Action Network app. We uh, talked about it on the show. You can follow me at cash underscore with underscore Colt. You can follow Riley at rmags in all caps. And you can follow every single best bet from every single episode of this here podcast at Talking The Line. You can also follow us on the Chalkboard app. Download it on the Apple uh, App Store. Uh, the App Store. It is not on Google Play yet, but it is on the App Store. Uh, follow our board, Talking The Line. Jump in one of our channels and uh, go back and forth with me and Mags. We're always in there. We're always uh, there to talk shit. 
betting is better together. Shout out to uh, Ted, the CEO and co-founder of Chalkboard, who we just had on a free shameless plug, the fourth episode of the Wise Words podcast uh, that is available on any major podcast directory, anything in between. You can actually find it on TalkingTheLine.com, where all of our other best bets are. You can find that on the Today's Best Bets tab or the Wise Words pod tab. You'll see all of the Wise Words uh, podcast, previous episodes, previous clips, all of that. Same with the Talking the Line podcast. It's got its own tab. Cup of Joe on Campus podcast has its own tab. You can stop by tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we run through the entire collegiate bowl football slate and the entire fucking loaded college basketball slate tomorrow. Stop on by. Make sure you have your cups of joe filled up nice and full. We're going to be here a while, but we are going to dish out plenty of value and have plenty of rabbit holes to dive into. That about does it as far as checking out our picks, everything in between. Bare minimum, if you can't remember anything, just go to TalkingTheLine.com and it's all there for you, my friends. That's about all I got to say about that. (laughs) Lieutenant Dan, ice cream. (laughs) Okay, without further ado, my friends... Let's uh, talk a little shit. Let's have a little fun before we uh, head out for the weekend and uh, let you guys get on about your Fridays here and start your weekends. Second half of the show, no more bets, all nonsense from here on out. Start things off as per usual. Partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 185 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful December the 17th in the year 2021. I've got nothing crazy today, partner. I'm actually just interested in chatting about uh, any possible, whether it's today, tomorrow, Sunday, any possible liens or interest in action that you are interested in and I am interested in. Uh, regardless, uh, you know, outside of our obviously Cup of Joe on Campus show, you mentioned it, loaded college basketball slate today. We've got a couple cancellations, but they're already making, uh, they're already doing some rescheduling. Rick Patino out on Twitter saying anyone uh, short notice, but if anyone wants to play at noon in uh, the most famous arena in the world, let me know because uh, Iona and Seton Hall got canceled, so they're still oh, looking damn. for an opponent. Damn, I didn't see that, but that's pretty no. dope. Yeah. yeah, he's just like, ah, short notice, but uh, if anyone wants to come play us at noon in the most famous arena, MSG that is, in the world, let us know. Okay. But uh, well, Kentucky and UNC. I'll go play had, Fuck it. Yeah, seriously. Kentucky, I think, I don't remember. I think it was Kentucky, Ohio State got canceled, but now it's Kentucky, UNC. So they are making some, uh, making some making adjustments. Some sh- making some shit happen. So uh, any leans you got tonight or, uh, I guess, NFL wise this weekend? Tonight. Uh, we added Creighton to the Friday four pack parlay, so that does not matter. Um, Furman, plus eight and a half, down to plus seven and a half. They just burned my ass against UNC, so I don't know yeah. if I can go back to that uh, stove. I got to. I got to take a break from Furman. Uh, we added okay. Richmond, too. That was also a lean of mine. Um, so, yeah, outside of that, college basketball slate past, past two days has kind of been a little tricky. Uh, not so much value, but yeah. sometimes it's all right to kind of reset the wheels, get a couple of ticket cashers, and get the hell out of there. So that what I would have tonight. Obviously can't bet on that NIU and uh, Coastal Carolina game. I wish we could. That would be pretty freaking sweet. Yeah. Any um, uh, particular way you would lean if we could do that one? Uh, you know me and my shots. I would take them – Damn near almost every single time, but with how NIU has played this year, man, and and you're going to give me an NIU team that, uh, you know, they've been pretty damn sneaky in some spots, uh, giving me 11 and a half points. I I don't know, man. It's an awful lot of points, but I also think Coastal Carolina is just that much of a damn dog. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it goes. I know a lot of people – 
are pissed off about NIU because they have this weird, I think it's like fourth down conversion percentage. It's just like they're due for this massive regression, but it just doesn't happen and doesn't happen. And they go for mm-hmm. it and they get it and they still, and they win these games. And you have the box score game a couple of weeks ago. Well, they lost by 21 against Western Michigan, but if you remember, they had uh, locked up their half of the uh, the MAC division that they need to get into the MAC uh, championship, yep. and they didn't really give a shit about uh, winning that game. So they said, "Let's take a rest." Uh, so that's a box score game. I mean, call me a homer because uh, my hometown was about 40 minutes away from NIU. Not gonna say I'm an NIU fan, but I always have a soft spot. So maybe I'm a homer, but I would uh, I would take those points with the Huskies, man. Yeah, I'm good. I could give a shit less about him. I, either way, I, but I, I don't know. I'm hoping Maybe. for a good game, though, because I will probably yeah. will be watching that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, first possession, we had a freaking punt in the uh, in the game, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Middle yeah. Tennessee and Toledo. Uh, so still early, plenty of time. It's college football. They could put up 50 points in a quarter for crying out loud. So what, what else do you have there, partner? Uh, so I said I'm staying away from NBA, and I will stick true to that word. Uh, but as far as I, yeah, I will, I will, I promise. Uh, but as far as because I need to take a break, I but I, I do have a lean as far as uh, Golden State dropping from four to three on the road in Boston, despite getting uh, about 75 percent of money. Seems like another Golden State trap. They've been, mm. uh, you know, still playing decent, but not that same. Steaming down the tracks, eighteen and two straight up juggernaut that they were to start the season. They're a little, a uh, little scuffly right now. Yep. Um, so, like I said, I'm staying away from it, but I would really be interested in the Celtics in that spot. Uh, I think I would be too. Uh, you know me once again, staying far away, uh, probably till turn of the new year, because usually it's Christmas time and shit is still way too far bananas for me in the NBA to uh, back anything with confidence. So yeah, I'm still, I have not put out a single NBA play on this show and I will not until probably after turn of the year. There's just no point. And I know you love them. I know you put them out, but it is too fucking bananas right now. Um, another one, but, uh, I'll see where your thoughts are on this one. The Pelicans plus two at home for the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks getting, uh, I believe this one has dropped down from three and a half to two and a half to two, one and a half. Mm. Uh, the Bucks getting like 80, 90% of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Pelicans sitting there at plus two look pretty tasty to me. Definitely not going to take it because uh, I would be like, oh, that means Giannis is not going to play, right? And you would probably say that's the correct assumption. But again, I'm done assuming on uh, these NBA injuries for the time being, but another lean would be uh, the Pelicans plus two. For sure. I think that's uh, that's kind of where I'd lean, especially with that line movement. But, again, no uh, no solid uh, no solid play for me. I need a day NBA off, way. man. Good idea. Good idea. I need a Good day idea. off. Good idea. Uh, okay. Uh, NFL-wise, um, was kind of uh, starting to become a fan of the Washington and Philadelphia over mm. 44. Glad I did not fucking hammer that in mm. because now half of the fucking team on both sides are mm. out. Uh, Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen both out. Garrett Gilbert slated to get the start for the Washington football team this weekend. So that should be just Nick a th- Nick Mullins for the Washington football team. That's for yeah, the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, my bad. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Might be. You got. Oh, oh, no, okay. you're right. Uh, okay. All right. All right. Right. All right. Washington football team versus Philly was a lean, but I'm ripping it right off of there because of all that aforementioned bullshit. It's not your fault, partner. There is so much fucking COVID going on right now that you and just I wasn't have no on clue. Anyways, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, also another crazy quarterback situation, the Browns room. You have Baker Mayfield out, then Case Keenum out. They sign Nick Mullins, and then this random dude today so they at least have a second quarterback but uh, I don't know if they're going to have this uh, 
they're going to have enough faith in Nick Mullins, they might just start this guy. Who the hell knows? I don't know what's going on with the Browns either, but I'm going to stay far away from that one. I actually had uh, Vegas written down minus one and a half. It's up to three and a half, but I just can't. It was up to like five, five and a half. Now it's back down to three and a half. I mean, if you're the Raiders, you have no excuse for beating the shit out of the Browns tomorrow, but yeah. I do not want any part of it. I just don't think that uh, offense goes without Darren Waller, so I'm going to stay guess. far away yeah, from no, him without it. There's just no reason for him to be favored by more than a field goal without it, even even with fucking Corona, that point-blank period. Ugly uh, total is at 38.5, too. Oh, it's down to 38.5. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, next one up on tap, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, mm. like them at plus two, down to plus one. Uh, that movement really had me intrigued, but I, I just don't know what the Steelers are, man. I don't know if you can uh, get all the way in the boat with them at this point in time. I think you need to stay away. I think the line's short for a reason. Uh, I don't know what the, I don't know what the Titans are in the same vein, honestly. I don't know what both these teams are. I was trying to fit myself in, but I, I might just have to sit out. As a road favorite, too, um, Vrabel and the boys, not very good at right. all. So right. I, that was another thing, Lumen, and I just felt like I was – I was trying to stick myself into just trendy trends, if you will. Like, oh, well, a home dog. Oh, yeah, Tomlin's good as a home dog. Oh, yeah, because of the, oh, yeah, you know, Titans suck ass. Like, and I just, I I'm don't like betting like that. I'm glad you mentioned that, especially this year, because in certain years with Tomlin and that type of trends, that's the case. Come but on. this year, I mean, we we know that the Steelers team just doesn't embody that typical blue-collar type Steeler team, so Yeesh. maybe they'll take take care of business. But, I, I you know, I, week Yeesh. after week, I keep seeing these, oh, Tomlin's amazing as a dog. I, there's a reason to fucking dog this year, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like I said, maybe they get this one done outright, but I'm going to sit myself out of this one for sure. 150%. Hello, coffee spill is going on over here. Uh, ended up hammering in Houston. I had him at plus three and a half, and then it ticked up to five. And I said, well, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my uh, life. So I took that. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Arizona and Detroit. Over 47 and a half I was intrigued in. But I don't know. Seemed a little too low. Uh, seemed a little too easy. But generally when uh, totals have been set a little too low and a little too fucking easy, they just steam right over the over and the books say, oh, hey, here you go. We'll stand on top of the counter and let you just uh, fist us all, all afternoon long on Sunday. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that one. Uh, yeah. If I had a spot that I think you're going to see on the Balcony Bets Parlay for this beautiful Sunday of NFL betting, Probably going to see me end up taking those old Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Them dirty birds are looking good at plus nine and a half. That's an awful hey. lot of points against Shanahan, who sucks ass as a favorite and as a home favorite. I think Not to mention, that's actually, uh, as far as playoff implications, that's one of the bigger games of the damn weekend. Falcons, I know they're six and seven, and you think, oh, the they're Falcons right. stink. They get this win. They, uh, I think they might be in the playoff picture if they win that game, they were, actually. They very well could be. Um, I was also interested in Seattle, but now some news is coming out uh, all over. Uh, that game is just, yeah, I'm, I'm staying you mean, far You know me that. in Seattle right now. I'm definitely not backing them right now. Yeah, 100%. 100% on that. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Saints, Buccaneers. If this was last year, I would be all over the over. I'm actually kind of leaning towards the under, 46 and a half. I think that might be my Sunday night football play. Um, I think that both defenses step up when they need to. And I think that uh, there's no way, no how, the Saints torch the Buccaneers on the defensive end and offensively with at least Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill or whoever they decide to start, uh, Sean Payton decides to start. And then uh, conversely, even if uh, the Buccaneers do put the whooping on the Saints, I think the Saints will get enough stops to stop the bleeding, for lack of a better term, and not make it up to like 28, 35, 
42. I, I I don't know. I think it's kind of like a, a 19 to like 13, 14 type of game, something okay. real fucking weird, and I think it stays under 46. I like that, and I mean, I don't think I'm going to play it because obviously they've looked ugly the last few weeks, but I mean, in the regular season, the Saints and Sean Payton and that coaching staff have had fantastic game plans, as good as anybody in the league against Tom Brady yeah. and the Bucks the last few seasons. I yep. mean, you look back the last five games, the last four regular season games, four of the last five games are regular season. The one, obviously, Tampa and Tom took care of business in the playoffs. Saints won outright the last four regular season games and covered. So mm-hmm. not saying I'm hammering in the Saints, but I'm at least kind of curious about it playing uh, with 11 points cushion. I don't know, man. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Monday Night Football. I hate to say it. We'll talk about it more on Monday, but I fucking like my Bears plus three Dang and a half, and I only got freaking four more weeks to put a bet on them, and I've only bet on them once. So maybe, maybe. I don't uh, know. We talk time and time again, especially with three and a half. The Vikings in a three and a half point game. They are going to probably win that game, lose that game. You don't really know, but the chances are it's not going to be more than three either way. So I think I got to take the three and a half, even the under 44 too. It's up at five and a half, I believe, right oh, now. Oh, it's up to five and a half now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, but... never mind, because of fucking Allen Robinson and fucking Eddie Jackson. They're both out. I fucking totally forgot okay. that, that. I so, forgot that update last night. Fuck! Yeah, I think it depends on the health of, of the Bears' defense beyond not those. Gonna be uh, beyond, it's not going to be good. Because, well, Damn, I totally forgot about that. I don't know what I'm leaning Damn on. Damn you, that Uncle COVID! <laughs> I don't know where I'm leaning as far as that one, but the Bears have had solid success, solid success the last couple of years, the last few years against the Vikings in the regular season. Not saying I'm hammering in those Bears, but uh, like you said, I think the Vikings win this game, but it could be some goofy nonsense at the end of the game. And, you know, maybe we do have to think about the Vikings or think about the Bears. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. Especially with all the. Uh... All the injuries, all the COVID stuff. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I don't, I don't. That one's probably a little bit of a wait and see. I would, I would be shocked if there isn't at least another significant person that's not playing in that game that we'll learn about in the next couple too. of days. I got a weird, goofy comment in their uh, YouTube chat there, pal. Son of a bitch! Get the fuck out! Get the fuck out! We ain't having it. Get the fuck out! Uh, as soon as this bad boy is over with. Um, we have your boy diving into the UFC fight night card. Here's all of my early predictions, early analysis, everything in between. The UFC pick blog will be being completed as soon as, uh, or started to being completed as soon as this show is over. Um, I want to close out the year strong. I think I found some value. I think I got some shit. I think I'm bringing back the, the, uh, don't bet against Brazilians parlay this weekend. Uh, we got two big favorites and then a couple of underdog Brazilians that I think are going to present a lot of fucking value. Um, a couple of fights to take note of. Dustin Stoltzvus against Gerald Mearshot. That's going to be a fight and a half. Darren Elkins and Cub Swanson. That's going to be bananas. Uh, Rafael Asuncao against Ricky Simon. That's going to be bananas too. Shout out Shy City Stand Up. Bala Muhammad fighting Wonderboy Thompson in the co-main. Let's go. Uh, obviously, we know main event, uh, Derek Lewis, Chris Daukis. Yeah. And then there's a handful of Charles Jordan, Andre Uel, Jordan Levitt uh, going up against. I can't think of who he's fighting, but it, there is. Uh, it's a good well, card. So it's a good card. Let me ask you a couple questions. Let me ask a couple questions. Let me I give you a sure. couple answers. Because I've actually got like two or three guys that I'm a big fan of in this one. And I got to huh. make sure I'm not homering out on this one. Uh-huh. Um Maybe if I am betting on him, I'll have to obviously find some type of you know, certain prop. But 
you know me, man. I've become, and I believe you as well, have become big big fans of uh, Ricky Simon. Is that line justified? Minus 280, minus 275 range? Is that justified? Yeah, and let me tell you why. Well, because obviously why we have been such a big fan of him because he's been killing fools, and yeah. it's pretty fucking, it's pretty evident uh, that that line should be like that. Also, Rafael Asuncao, I just mentioned him. Um, obviously, hashtag don't bet against Brazilians, plus 230, yeah. son of a bitch, but I don't think that applies here. Um, Asuncao yeah. hasn't been in a UFC fight for the last year, uh, maybe over a year. He's been in the UFC for a long time. I think this is going to be kind of his gatekeeper segue out of the UFC type of fight. Last fight, June 6, 2020, knocked out uh, KO, TKO, Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. Yeah. So lost I, his last three. Yeah, he lost his last three. So I, I, I think Asuncao was, uh, was a fucking wizard back in the day. So kind of. A long down, time. But down that, escalator, up escalator going that by. Classic, yeah. That classic uh, gatekeeper fight. And I think okay. Asuncao is that, uh, that ba- well, because this will be at bantamweight, right? It's one third, no, 135? Yep, bantamweight, yep. 135, yep, yep. okay, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely, because I wrote him down for the DBAB parlay, but I don't yeah, I don't think Asuncao is getting added there because of Ricky Simon. So I, I think we might find a little bit on Ricky Simon. Might have a little prop action on him as well. Uh, we'll see what we uh, end up finding out tonight. What else you got? Uh, as far as the last two fights, I mean, you mentioned it, uh, Bilal Muhammad, a Chicago guy, so you got to be interested. In, uh, we got to be interested in him. Excuse me. Um, any value there as far as, I mean, I'm a fan of Steven Thompson as well, so did you uh, have any thoughts significantly on that one? And if obviously you're going to write about it, then save us a little bit there, but uh, any thoughts on that one? Probably going to write about it. Number one, the first thing I wrote down is Homer pick question mark. Okay. Uh, so yeah, my mind is there as well. Second thing I wrote down, first Wonder Boy Thompson. He's fucking terrific. He's awesome. Yeah. But does Wonder Boy Thompson deserve to be a minus two hundred favorite? I'm not so sure. He is still bad as fuck in his own right. This is can be viewed as that changing of the guards kind of fight, you know. Um, with how long Wonder Boy Thompson's been around. Now he still is dangerous. He still could get the yeah. job done. But something I'm finding interesting, and I don't know if this is where I'll go. But the fight to go the distance, no. You're getting plus 154 odds. Okay. Five-round scrap, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to look into that. But I believe it is a five-round scrap, co-main, main event, co-main. Um, I either see Wonderboy catching Bilal or Bilal using that wrestling and getting the job done. I, I don't know what happens, but I don't see this going all 25 minutes. So there might be a little bit of value there, a fight to not go the distance as far as that right. one goes. It's a big but fight, man. That's a big I fight. Also, I also do like a little bit of a sprinkle on Bilal, but we'll see if we uh, end up having a little bit of a pick on him. Uh, okay. Last well, one for you? Uh, well, it was Derek Lewis. I was trying to – has Bilal fought? Yeah, he's fought once since he got that nasty eye poke. That was Leon Edwards. He got that yeah. nasty eye poke. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Okay. He fought once and he won. And then I mean, the last one, I'm sure he'll write about it as well, so save us as far as that if you're concerned. And I, yeah, I mean, I don't even have to question it. I'm, I, I love the guy – so much and i I'll, i'm fine to lose money if he loses but i love Derek lewis i'm absolutely hammering some action on Derek lewis man i will tell you he'll probably be one of my best bets um i won't tell you everything i'll probably write about him but in essence this feels like how charles Oliveira felt last week against uh dustin poirier uh Dalkus is on a tear right now he's sick as shit but this is also Derek lewis and He's going to get another shot at the title one one more time, and uh, not to say that Dalkus isn't going to be around in the heavyweight division for a long, long time, but this just feels a little set up to me. So, 
Probably going to see him on the UFC pick blog. Certain knockout in this one, either way? Eh, maybe. 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 Okay. maybe we do a little bit of sprinkle there, too. Maybe we see a little prop on that one as well. So, yeah, I uh, I pretty much broke down every single one. I'll probably end up having at least three, four money line plays, a couple of props, and then probably the uh, don't bet against Brazilians parlay coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow. Love it. Bet love your it, bottom it. dollar. I, didn't, I missed uh, Justin Taff on that one as well. Yeah, he's been Big spinning the wheels, too. man. I am too, but he's been spinning the wheels. He might be worth a fade. I don't know. He's a pretty big That's favorite right. for been spinning the wheels. Favorite, huh? He's a big favorite for spinning the fucking wheels. Four okay. and three as a professional. I mean, Justin Toff is solid, but he ain't fucking like that. Okay. So, I don't know. Maybe we're... Maybe I hear you, actually, That's against yeah. old Hunsucker. So, I think. Is that right? He's fighting yeah, Hunsucker? Yeah, Hunsucker, who actually Hunsucker. lost to Tai Tuivasa last fight out. Interesting. So, wouldn't it just be so interesting that he's a big dog against another Australian man? Huh. I don't know. Huh. You tell me, or New Zealand. Huh. I can't ever really fucking... Whatever. No mm. disrespect if any of you are No disrespect. We just... I have educate no us. fucking clue. Please <laughs> educate me. Uh, I'll do a shoey as, as, as long as the days go by. But... Uh, yeah. There you go. There you have it. Might uh, have a little punt on Hunsucker. Who knows? Um... Speaking of blogs, our mags extra cheddar coming out Sunday for the game against the Baltimore Ravens. Make sure you stay locked into that. He has been on an absolute heater in regards to those props and picks. Outside of that, uh, stop by TalkingTheLine.com. Stay locked into our Twitter and our socials for the latest updates, latest breaking, greatest stuff. If you uh, can't stick around for a show or a whole show or whatever the case might be from day to day. Um, nothing else I really got to remind you guys about that I haven't already throughout the show. Uh, partner, any late breaking news that we got to uh, get through here before we dish out some motivation minutes? Uh, just a handful of small stuff here. Bucks have ruled out Jamal, Jamel Dean for Sunday's game. Everyone else is in play. Uh, Fournette is expected to play. TJ Watt said he felt some tightness in his groin prior to the game. Wasn't able to finish last week. Uh, says he feels better after the long weekend and anticipates to play Sunday, but that might be worth uh, worth a thought as far as maybe the same shit happens as far as not being able to last the entire game. I don't know. Uh, no Adam Thielen again at practice today. He is watching workout. And uh, Zach Taylor says, Chidobi Elwuzi and Clay Johnson are out. Trey Wayans will play for the Bengals. Sure enough, uh, Jalen Hurts is practicing, probably in a limited fashion, but uh, will most likely get the start this weekend. Um, outside of that, you mentioned pretty much every doggone thing. Um, J.D. McKissick probably won't be back for the football team, so that takes another kind of a blow for them. Um, let's see. Really outside of that, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Jamel Dean. Um, Fournette should be good to go. No problem, no harm, no foul. Adam Thielen probably won't play this weekend or on Monday, maybe. Um, if he logs one tomorrow, but he is uh he's just sitting around watching the workout today. So a uh, little something to think about there, but uh, there you go. There you have it. And outside of that, just kind of doing a quick little scroll here, trying to see if anything else has uh, come out late or breaking. No, doesn't seem like anything's uh, too crazy that we need to mention here on the show. Um, outside of that, yeah. Still 0-0 zero, zero over there in that college football game. First quarter, though. First yeah, quarter. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't great. I don't know I don't know how the hell Toledo didn't just score on their own fucking five-yard line, but I'm try- they were on the fucking 17, and what, what the missed hell? Oh, goal. we missed a field goal. All right. Good shit. 35-yarder. 
Awesome. Awesome. So that's how that game's going to go. Okay, great. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, well, outside of that, that's all I got. Uh, anything else before I dish out some motivation minutes here, partner? No, sir. Let's get on with it. All right. Well, last but certainly not least, my motivation minutes of the day, my friends. And with all that being said, it's time for the second Excuse of, oh, goodness gracious, <laughs> second like a, huh, of the sorry. two... <laughs> Second of the two, uh, John oh, Wooden. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Time for my motivation minutes of the day. <laughs> Second of the John Wooden quotes <laughs> of the week. Uh, this one's pretty simple, pretty straight to the point. Um, I'm going to let you guys do a little bit of your own thinking on this one because um, there's not a whole lot of additional perspective that I can give on this one, but I think it kind of ties up a lot of the uh, – the quotes that I, or, or kind of some of the messages that I had this week. So, John Wooden quote of the day. You can let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one. You can let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one. So essentially what that says to me, and just really, really short here, is that it's okay to take stock of somebody telling you you're doing a good job. It's okay to take stock of somebody telling you you're fucking up. But don't waste every moment of your day worrying about that sing single simple criticism or banking your entire life on that single simple praise that one person did because nobody else is praising you, you're not being successful, or because all the people in the world are criticizing you, you aren't successful, maybe you just have a boatload of haters. Either way getting bogged down on either side of the spectrum is a weakness. What the coach is trying to say is stay balanced. Find yourself in the middle. Take in the praise, take in the criticism, but let it go in one ear and out the other. Let it apply to you, apply it however you must, but also don't hold on to it. It's pretty short, pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but I think it has a lot of power and a lot of uh, a lot of thought-provoking ability to it for the uh, quote of the day. So one more time, my friends, you can let praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up in either one. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day. I like it, my man. Apologies at the top, but I do like it. <laughs> a little gassy there at the end, too. Goodness gracious. Uh, the motivation the one, minutes I, today. I swear, the first one was just like the, you know, when your tongue is like stuck on your mouth and then like the air comes to the, the one of those things. Oh, it wasn't a burp. Oh, okay. So I, I got you. The last <laughs> one was though, so I am still sorry. <laughs> either way, my friend. Hey, you can let the praise or criticism get to you. It's a weakness to get caught up yeah. in either one. So we just I, keep I moving like and keep it grooving. Yeah. There you go. There you have it, my friends. Uh, outside of that, nothing came up in between now and then. Everything looks to be in uh, good working order. That sure seems like an episode of the TTL Pod. Make sure you stay locked into our Twitter and TalkingTheLine.com for the latest and greatest. But, partner, unless you got anything else, I'll get us on out of here. Go right ahead, my friend. I got nothing else to lay down. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers, far and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by episode number 185 of the Talking the Line podcast on this beautiful Friday of bets. And so you don't have to check your calendar for the final time here today, December the 17th in the year 2021. 
We cannot tell you how much we appreciate each and every one of you for deciding to stop by. Give us your time, your energy, share it with us, hang out with us, your support, your following, your likes, your views, your shares, everything in between. We see you guys and we thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Outside of that, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Friday, unless you have any other plans. A terrific start to your weekend that's filled with nothing but ticket cashing, good vibes, love, and positivity. And last but certainly not least, make sure you hit that notification bell so you can see us right back around the corner here on Monday. We will miss you guys from this show for the next few days, but we'll see you tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time for Cup of Joe on campus. Outside of that Make sure you get today's best bets locked in so you can meet us at the pay window tonight and say with us at the end of every single episode of the TTL pod, let's cash some tickets.